Things gay people like. Things gay people like. Things gay people like. Things gay people like. And also things that people who don't identify as gay like. And I'm not saying all gay people like all these things because we all have our own interests. Hello and welcome to this, the second episode of Things Gay People Like. If this is the first episode you're listening to, this podcast is all about embracing the things that you like. You don't have to be gay, but it was it was said to me in my school days that the things that I liked were things gay people like. So with this podcast, I'm trying to flip that and just make it all about embracing and celebrating whatever it is that you like. There's no such thing as a guilty pleasure on this podcast. So thank you to everybody who checked out the last episode, which was our Spice Girls episode with uh, Dan. We got some really nice feedback on that, so I appreciate that. And we had a Twitter poll to find out which Spice Girl did the best chorus on Holler based on their ad-libs. And so I can, I'm honoured to reveal that the winner of that poll with 75% of the vote was, of course, Victoria Beckham. So congratulations to VB on that. We will accept Let Your Head Go being put on streaming as a thanks and acknowledgement for that. Uh, joint second place were Mel B and Emma. And then Mel C didn't get any votes, which I think was a bit harsh. Now, it was a small sample size, but, you know, the people have spoken and it's it's an important topic. So I wanted to update you on that. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, we're on Twitter and Instagram at GayPeoplePod. And then you can email thingsgaypeoplelike at gmail.com if you have any feedback, any suggestions. If you, I was going to say, if you want to be hateful, obviously I'd rather you didn't, but we got our first piece of, um, I suppose you'd call it homophobic abuse since the last episode. So it was on one of our Instagram posts. It was just this stupid comment about standing up straight or something in assembly. At least I can stand up straight. And uh, clearly a 12-year-old, and but I was thinking they must have I can only imagine they typed into the Instagram gay people and the podcast came up so you know getting the word out there <laughs> I'd rather the people who were engaging you know weren't trying to hurt our feelings but look never mind we move on so there's a new feature that I only thought about this week so I'm retrospectively adding it into the podcast it's a playlist feature so I've set up a playlist on Spotify called songs gay people like and so I'm going to ask each guest to submit three songs that will go on the playlist and I'll submit one song each time and there's a link to the playlist in the show notes and we'll put it on social as well I think if you search songs gay people like on Spotify it probably won't come up for some reason now it might feel free to try but when I did it I got a this play one playlist called songs gay people might like and then one that said songs gay people in quotation marks like now I did have a look at both of those playlists and it turns out I did like a couple of those songs but I'm just not sure about uh, those quotation marks anyway feel free to give the playlist a follow if you can find it if you can drag it down moving on to this episode I'm going to be talking with another friend of mine about something that he's really passionate about. And if you've seen the title of the episode, you'll know that it's Strictly. Now, it's not something that I love, like I've seen it and I enjoy it and appreciate it, but I wouldn't be a huge fan. So I'm really looking forward to talking to him and finding out what it is about it that really resonates with him and hopefully with you too. So would love to hear your feedback on the episode. But in the meantime, let's bring him on. It's time for my guest. Who is it this week? Time for my guest. What is the name? Time for my guest. It's time to find out. Right now. Hi, Freddie. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? 
I'm grand. I'm grand. You're grand. Nice Irish phrase there. Thank yeah. You. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for coming on and being my second guest. It doesn't quite have the same prestige as first guest. No, no. And I'm, I won't take any insult from that, that I was your number two yeah. choice. Well, I also have to say congrats on the first episode. It was oh, that's nice. Yeah, went down really well in, in this household. And uh, oh, yeah, good. really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're um, continuing how we mean to go on. That's not the phrase. What's the phrase? We're Start continuing as we yeah. mean to go to something. Yeah, 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 yeah. When, how long have we known each other? Like, I was thinking the same as how long, as long as I know Dan, right? It must be, yeah, which is 10, 12 years, something like that. Yeah, like we met doing the same show, yeah. which was Footloose, as discussed last time. We also did... The wedding the show, singer. Right? There was, there, we got, there was a request for more Amdram, more tales from the Amdram world. <laughs> so let's, yeah, the wedding singer was the other show we did with the same iconic, group. Iconic performances from both of us. <laughs> I think you'll agree. Remind me, sorry, remind, this is, this is such a dick thing to say. Remind me who you played? <laughs> so, because I had to try and remind myself when I was thinking earlier. Um, I, I'm sure I played Man in Bar. I played oh, yeah. Drunk Man. Um, I played, oh, I played, uh, so basically a series of leading ensemble cameo roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know those kind of people that are just too good to be in the lead, so they kind yeah. of have to cast them in the ensemble. Well, because their skills are so wide-ranging that Absolutely. they need to be able to display their full gamut of talent. Um, I played the character of not the lead. Um, I was I was really in the mix there for the lead role. I think there were five rounds of auditions, literally, and uh, it just didn't go my way in the end. And since then, we've been we've been good pals. We've we we love a we love a holiday. We've been to Sitges fourteen times. Fourteen approx, times. I've been about that. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we've done. I mean, was it last year? We did it twice in a year, and twice thank God we year, did. Yeah. I mean, we can't this year, so. We were getting the visits in while we could. Um, let's jump into the Strictly of it all in a few minutes after we cover some very important news stories. TGPL News. All right, so with the top story here on this edition of TGPL News, here's Freddie. Freddie, what have you got? I've got some exciting news. Steps oh are back to save 2020. <laughs> I mean, they really are the saviors of pop this year. Um, the new single, Something in Your Eyes, has just landed today. And the video, which is absolutely epic. Um, I mean, they, it's it's just so camp. It's so steps. It's very ABBA. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just really good fun. And it's got like everything that I love in a song. Key changes, double claps. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know... If anyone hasn't seen the video, just have a look because the costumes are something to behold. <laughs> they really are. And it's very tongue in cheek. It's a great pop song. And, you know, they, this is the second one they've released um, this month this or so. Year. And it's, yeah, this year. It's oh, great. yeah. The, the third one from the album. Yeah, because they had like a song in between the singles that was just yeah. you know, an, an album track. But 
I think in this day and age, like first of all, in 2020, we need this kind of thing. I think I just it's 100%. so it just makes me so happy in a way that I haven't felt in a while. <laughs> um, and also, just in general, when you look at the music landscape of today, without getting to oh, the charts aren't what they used to be about it. It's just so nice to have that kind of music because everybody's so conscious, it seems, of being put on Spotify playlists, not standing out too much that somebody's going to skip the song. That seems to be what people aim for now. That's just something that will just blend in with every other song that's out right now. And for Steps to be like, this is what we do. And it is what they do best. These last two singles and Scared of the Dark from the last album. Is like they're in my steps top five, I would say. Top ten, certainly, and it's amazing. I was actually thinking earlier, controversial statement. I think mm. that they are even better now than they were in their early days. Because yeah, they I are would... they're all they, they all just know who they are. They've got over their mm. differences, they're sharing yeah. the lead vocals, which is yeah. um, quite a big change. Um, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like you say, just so uplifting. And I just hope that we can get back and see them live soon. All right, so my top story for the week was just, it was actually last week, but um, so as you may know, Freddie, and uh, people uh, who know me know, I'm, I quite like Mariah Carey. And no, she tweeted, ne- you've never yeah, mentioned. I'm partial, I'm partial. And she tweeted last week, or maybe a little bit longer than that ago, um, three chairs on the set of her new Christmas special. Did you see this? So there were three in a row, MC in the middle, and then on one side, AG, and on the other side, JH. So we can only assume, hope that it's, (laughs) (laughs) like who else could it be? Um, That it's uh, AG for Ariana and JH for Jennifer Hudson. For Mariah and Ariana, like Jennifer Hudson, amazing, great. But for this moment, it's all about Mariah and Ariana for me because there has been a little bit of a tension between them. In what way? Ariana, well, Ariana has always said from the beginning of her career that she loves Mariah. She absolutely idolizes her. She's her favorite singer. Mariah, I think people just kept asking her, what do you think of Ariana? She's the new you, this kind of yeah. thing. Ariana never said that about herself, that she was the new Mariah Carey. She just said she loved her. But that first single, The Way, do you know the song, The Way? Yeah. It's very, like, very Mariah. And I think... Um, Mariah just gave a couple of shady answers like, well, I, you know, I wish anybody in, the, in this industry look if this is the path they choose, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So something happened along the way and they thawed out. I remember I was in um, Canada for a few months uh, last year and I, the news broke that Mariah had liked one of Ariana's posts and it was like That's big the news. lambs were losing their minds. That's three big personalities on one set. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I think there's, a, I think there's now a, a lot of love and respect between them. And as long as Mariah's in the middle, I don't think she'll mind. Plus, <laughs> I think <laughs> Mariah needs that twentieth US number one. So she's on nineteen at the moment. After all, I went for Christmas, went to number one last year. And I do believe Ariana, a collaboration with Ariana, is the way to get to it. that twentieth. Yeah. Um, what is your final slash second story? So, uh, in less musical, although there is a slight reference, um, I saw a very exciting trailer um, for a new show that's coming next year um, called It's a Sin. So it's by Russell T. Davis of Queer as Folk and mm. Doctor Who fame. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's kind of, well, it's a 30-second trailer for um, a new Channel 4 drama about the premises, I think, is a group of guys in the 80s during the AIDS crisis. Um, yeah. And I think the lead is Ollie Alexander from Years and Years plus a load of other big names in it and I think 
that's something really exciting to look forward to. Um, I'm queer as, queer as folk. If it's anything half as good as that, then it's going to be epic. I mean, that title, it really puts you in mind of the, the context for probably what the characters are going to be dealing with at that time in the 100%. UK. And, and yeah. yeah, I mean, listen to their song and that the lyrics of it. It's just, it's really powerful. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very yeah. excited about that. So my second slash final story is the trailer, another trailer for Saved by the Bell reboot slash relaunch slash return that i just sent to you a short while ago what are your thoughts i am very excited saved by the bell for me was you know one of those iconic series growing up um a lot of um kind of teenage crushes mostly zach and slater so to see them in it um, as yeah. you know, present day is quite cool. Um, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was kind of. It seems like they're kind of being a bit tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought there were like maybe four or five funny, actually funny things in the trailer that I was pleasantly surprised by. It is like it's not a it's not a sitcom in the way that it used to be. Like the sets are all recognizable. Like they're in the Max and stuff. But like it's not like a laugh track kind of sitcom no, setup. No, so no. like it's actually changing form. But to have like Zach Kelly Slater and who did who did she Jesse sorry Jessie, apologies yeah. to the Save by the Bell stands definitely something that I'll properly check out as we say at least for one episode. Um, all right, so that's the news. So shall we go for the deep dive? Let's do it. You know it's time to deep dive, deep dive. Everybody want a deep dive, deep deep dive. All right, Freddie. So strictly, strictly. Do you ever call it? Have you ever called a strictly come dancing in your life? Like twice, maybe. Yeah, like yeah. It's, okay. it's it's a bizarre name. Yeah, like, we, yeah. It doesn't make sense. No, it, they, it, it, they're trying to shoehorn two separate concepts together, and yeah. but it somehow it's just kind of stuck and it worked. So, I mean, the American and the the name that the rest of the world has got, Dancing with the yeah. Stars. Yeah, much, much more kind of concise. Well, not concise, yeah, but yeah. it kind of gets the uh, gets the uh, point across. Yeah. Yeah, like. Anybody for who's not from the UK or who doesn't really get the, the context of it must be like, what? why are those words together? We actually got really? a comment from Chris. Says, I don't know much about the show, but I do remember being weirdly annoyed at the time that they took the name of an existing program and just slapped part of a film title on the front of it. So yeah, it was Come Dancing, right? That was like... Yeah, and then it's Chuhund in with Strictly Ballroom. Yeah, so that, that, that hit film. big, the Baz Luhrmann film. yeah. And then they just slap strictly on Come Dancing and here we go. Why not? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember when you first started watching it? So I was trying to remember this and I was looking back, uh, reflecting beforehand. And I think, so this strictly came out kind of when I was uh, early 20s. So I was still at uni at the time. And yeah. I think the first kind of few series I really wasn't I didn't really watch or was aware of I think I was probably yeah. busy being a student and just yeah. enjoying life too much um, to stay in on yes. a Saturday night but I think the kind of era that really I got into was when Alicia Dixon was oh, on it yeah. and it just became I think that kind of took it up a whole other level but for me it's just something that I've and it's kind of grown over the years it's just something that 
just fills me with absolute joy. It's just one of the most, my favorite times of the year. Like my boyfriend loves Christmas. For me, it's all about autumn and Strictly and the run up to Christmas. And, you know, thinking back about how, how I was when Strictly came out and my kind of interest or involvement with anything, anything like that kind of dancey and, um, yeah. and, you know, camp and fabulous. When I was yeah. kind of in my uni days, when I was a straight man, um, apparently, um, yeah. it, it wasn't something that I really felt comfortable, you know, being being a fan of. So kind of just resistant to all that. Yeah, yeah, completely. And it's just fun, which is what we need at, at times like 2020. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was looking at the UK uh TV ratings the other day just out of interest and like number one was Great British Bake Off with about 10 million and right behind it with you know 9.6 or something was Strictly and those two shows kind of just stood out to me as necessary at the moment without being too doom and gloomy about the situation that everybody's in but like talk about something comforting to have on in the in the the dark nights and oh. just something familiar but um I wanted to ask you do you have a particular ritual routine on a Saturday slash Sunday night when you're sitting down to watch it well it mainly involves a bottle of Chardonnay and a Chinese takeaway um <laughs> they'd it. be the two kind of key things um but just yeah. it's just part of like just getting home and escaping and it's what one of the things well I'm a bit obsessive that I have to watch it live it's one That's of those I was gonna ask yeah, yeah. yeah. okay it's one of those weird things where I know we can watch on catch up and you can pause and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why, but I just love watching it live because I suppose it's one of those rare programs which is live, although it's probably, you know, 10 minutes behind live. Yeah, that's a really good point because these days, you know, you want to watch something, you're watching a, you know, a box set on Netflix or you're, everybody's watching something different. Yeah. You know, if you if you're, take a town in the UK or Ireland and it used to be, and again, this is kind of going back to the whole, oh, olden days were so great, but generally <laughs> it used to be, there was a communal kind of sense that people were all watching the same thing at the same time or, you know, a, a big chunk of people. Whereas now it's so fragmented and that's why I think Strictly for me is, um, not that I'm an avid viewer, but for me, the way I think of it is it's one of the last remaining big brand TV shows that is that communal, that gives that communal experience to people and families even within a home. Completely. And I think that you've hit the nail on the head. That's probably a big part of its appeal is that it is something that everyone uh, can enjoy across the country. Um, they always say it's one of those things that kids can watch with grandparents. And for me, it's also, I think, something more than that. It's it's something that you can talk to people about and everyone, obviously, yeah. people who've watched it. But, you know, when you go into the office on a Monday morning, when we used to, the chat yeah. amongst, you know, a big chunk of people will be, did you, you know, did you watch the football? Did you watch the game? And I think yeah, for absolutely. me growing up and, you know, I've never been able to kind of get involved in those conversations, but actually... Mm you can talk to everyone about Strictly. If you take a, the average office or the average group of people, you're going to have a good chunk of people who had seen it and will have something to say about it. And that, Absolutely. I think these days you need to make the most of those opportunities because someone else is going to be like, no, I just watched episode five of this Swedish drama that I found. Completely. And then, you know, there was, when, when big events or scandals happen or it, it gets massive coverage, you know, for good or for yeah. bad. It gets massive coverage in, in the press. So, yeah, yeah. It's funny that you mentioned the scandal because I was thinking about, so I wouldn't watch it on a weekly basis or anything. I kind of keep up with it, but I, I wouldn't, it's not something that I would um, take time out to watch. 
But what, when I have tuned in in the past or really taken an interest, and this probably says more about me and what I look for from a reality show or, you know, um, entertainment is just when it's gotten really messy and really controversial. So the, the last episode that I can remember actually going, I need to watch Strictly tonight, <laughs> was the first episode after that guy, was it Sean Walsh? Yes. Ago? Yeah, kissed The first Sean, episode yeah. after he had been caught out kissing. And I was like, well, I need to see this. Like, I have to see, this is appointment viewing for me. And I think that kind of, I think that almost goes against what Strictly wants to be and is trying to be. Like, yeah, I'm sure they don't mind the press and they don't mind the interest, but it kind of, I would say that Strictly is meant to be something that's a bit purer than that kind of carry on. And that it's it's it doesn't count on controversy to get people to watch it. Oh, completely, yeah. I don't think it relies on them in a way that other shows, X Factor, yeah. for example, kind of does, and it kind of manipulates yeah. and contrives those situations. I think if there was no drama, people would still love love it just because of what I it agree. is and and yeah. kind of the feeling that it gives. And yeah, and I think for me, the thing that um, well, one of the key reasons I love it is because, and I yeah. sort of joke. I just want to be on it as well. I mean, part, <laughs> part of me talking on this podcast is a desperate plea to uh, oh, yeah. anyone at the BBC. I'm semi-joking, but not. Um, and I've always said I would, I would love to be on it, but I just don't really want to be famous. So if they do do right. like a, um, civilian. a civilian, thank you, uh, episode, yeah. I will be first in the queue. Well, speaking of your not being famous, as you say, but you have been very prolific and on Twitter, and this is strictly related, right? Yeah, it's one of those things, and you know, social media is great for connecting with people with shared interests. And for me, Twitter as as a medium to kind of chat with stands of of strictly has been yeah. exactly that. Um, and it's yeah. just something about you know, even if I watch it on my own, it, you know, you can you can still feel connected with other people and just feel yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. wow, you you got it as well. Tell me just about the impact that you would say. Not that you know, not that I'm I'm going to sit here and and ask you to say this massive impact that it has had on your life. But I, from what I know of you, and I think. I think there are definitely things about your life that have been affected by the show or, and certainly your interests. So tell me just a little bit about the impact that it's had for you. Yeah, 100%. And again, I was sort of reflecting on this beforehand. I think the, the key kind of impact it's had is on my dancing and my kind of yeah. willingness and enjoyment of actually going out and doing that. So I've gone out and joined a dance school and um, yeah. learned Latin and Ballroom actually at one of the judges' dance schools. Um, Lens, right? Lens, yeah. So him and yeah. his family run a dance school near me, and it went on my own. Made a great friend there, um, who ended up being my partner. Well, it must be it must be great. Like, so say you've you've learned a certain dance or certain moves to then see them obviously perfected on the TV, but to actually be like, oh, I've done that, or I can see why that was really good or maybe that it wasn't or whatever. Yeah, completely. And it's that kind of part of it. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that one little move. Um, yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah, it's being able to and not be a critic at all, but just being able to say, oh, yeah, I can see why they the judges think that's good. My thoughts on the Strictly, I suppose you were saying a second ago that for a while it seemed kind of naff and stuff. But I always thought, so I was an X Factor guy and I know you like the X Factor too. You liked past tense. But Absolutely. I was always so angry that Strictly, whenever Strictly would beat the X Factor, this was back in, you know, the, the real battle times. I suppose I thought it was kind of old fashioned and yeah, um, for an older age group. And then as I've come into that age group, <laughs> well, you I said haven't it. really I didn't, I didn't got on board. No, but it's true. It's true. Yeah. 
we got a question actually from Martin, um, who says, this is Martin, age 32 and 11 twelfths. He <laughs> says, it is amazing to me that Strictly has stood the test of time longer than the X Factor managed to. Why do you think it's still on the air and X Factor isn't? What yeah. do you think is, has gone into that uh, situation where Strictly is like stronger than ever and X Factor is gone? I think part of it is they they tweaked around with Strictly a bit to begin with. And, you know, it's yeah. same as same as anything, like a show, a podcast. The first few episodes mm. are probably a little bit... <laughs> <laughs> joking. No, but, but then they, they know what works now. I think the other way that they kind of keep it fresh um, and relevant is through the celebrities and the professionals that they have, is kind of keeping them relevant to a wide group of people. I mean, I, I'm, you know, the, yeah. the new series has just started. I don't know who half the celebrities are because I'm now of the age group. You know, they're, they're bringing in people who are YouTube vloggers who I've never heard yes, of. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it doesn't really matter. By the time you're halfway through, they could be complete unknowns. And this is the thing, they yeah. don't actually need to be celebrities. What they need, yeah. in my opinion, and this is why I think some people go further than others, is it's not just on dance ability. It's on yeah. your personality, your ability to connect with an audience. Yeah, it's almost like the, the, the famousness of the people is just an entry point. It's just to actually get people watching the first episode. Like, oh, let's see how they do. Yeah. But it's from that point that you actually get to know the personality. And it, as you say, it doesn't really matter. Um, do you ever look at the Strictly Spoiler, the website? No, never. Again, and that's a big... I, I one once on Twitter, I was quite annoyed. I saw it by mistake. So you're talking about when they, because oh, yeah. obviously the results are people know on the Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. So it's this person who set up this website because they're so annoyed that BBC um, have this duplicitous yeah. thing where they, you know, film the results the same night and then show them the next night. And they're so annoyed with that, that every week they find out who was in the bottom two, who goes, and then they put it on the website just as a way to go, well, you should, you should do it live. There are other more important causes to fight for, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I would always look, I would look at that every, every week. I don't watch the show and I would still just look, oh, who went this week? I wonder. Um, See, this is coming from a man in. who doesn't like spoilers from, for a show. No, I don't like a spoiler at but all. I suppose it's I'm, whether you're invested in it and if you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a spoiler psychopath, definitely. Like, <laughs> so if somebody says, oh, well, first of all, if somebody says there's a good twist in the end, that is a massive spoiler because you're sitting there for the whole time waiting for the twist, right? Completely. It wouldn't, it wouldn't strike other people as being a spoiler. 100% a spoiler for me. So just going back to the X Factor for a second, the question sure. that Martin kind of asked. I think the X Factor was an inherently, and I loved it, an inherently cynical show and something that was produced dishonestly, right? Yeah. Like, and there was quite a lot of... Um nastiness isn't the right word but yeah there, there was yeah i would say strictly as a whole is like cynicism proof or cynic proof whatever you want to say like as the x factor went on you kind of got to see the way that they would manipulate the performances and who they wanted to go home each week it doesn't really seem like that with strictly it just seems a lot like a lot more of a, a kind of pure proposition and i think that people just got tired of the the games in x factor absolutely and in both of them, both Strictly and, and X Factor, you you have kind of comedy or, or you know kind of light-hearted contestants. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, Honey G's or whoever. Yeah, yeah. but like it, with with X Factor, it, there was it quite often felt like they were setting people up to be laughed at. 
and sometimes the people yes. didn't know that they were being laughed at whereas in strictly yeah. there's famously been people who are not great dancers who have just gone in to to have a laugh yeah. and and um, and i think the thing that almost when you think of one of the scandals it's hilarious when you look back now but john Sargent, i don't know if you know this one he was doing so well and um, despite the fact that he was like a rubbish dancer, he kind of had the the nation behind him as a supporting an underdog that he actually had to stand down because there was a risk that he was going to win. And he he chose to do oh, that. Because, that rings a bell, actually. Yeah, yeah, because he just didn't want to undermine the show. And I thought that was wow. just, yeah. And again, it was like headline news. The X Factor really encouraged you to laugh at people and Strictly seems to be you're laughing with them as they as they struggle or whatever it is. Yeah, You get some people who come on, who people, you know, when the names are are announced, who they, people write them off completely. Um, yeah. So, you know, the people who are, don't fit the, the size description or the age bracket yeah. you would think would be great. And they sometimes yeah. they come on and they're amazing. You know, you think of people like Lisa Riley and Alison Hammond. Yeah. Um, who you know don't fit that mold but they they were yeah. great dancers and they did really really well yeah and then Debbie McGee right oh. we're talking about age oh my word She's... Debbie McGee I <laughs> oh, just God. stand her is that can you say that am i using it right i think you could definitely say yeah yeah, yeah she yeah, was yeah. just incredible what you were saying about the production values though earlier kind of rang a bell with me because when i was looking at videos just uh in advance of this there was one you might remember it i think it was the reveal of the judges one year but they were in these colored boxes do you remember this so it was yes. like a latin yes yeah, and it was, it was a, a green box like a destiny's child video yeah yeah it was Wasn't like that? say my name right? yeah yeah that's... yeah yeah and that was actually the point where I thought, because it was even on two stories. Oh, like there were yeah. two boxes at the bottom and one on the top. And that's the kind of thing that kind of resonated with me. You know, I like a production, spectacle, like a theatrical completely. production. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hang on a second. There's two stories. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. That, that's enough for me to be like on board. Let's talk about LGBT representation uh, on the show and just the extent to which, you know, strictly, generally speaking, is all about sequins and sparkles, right? And yeah. if we're going to talk, you know, stereotypes, but also the truth of the fact that a lot of gay people like that kind of thing. And yeah. we're on the BBC and it's a family audience. How have you seen that progress over the course of the show? Oh, massively. And I think this is one of the things that really you can see, um, not just with LGBT, but with all kind of diversity and inclusion yeah. elements. Um, I remember looking back and I remember being, you know, a newly out gay guy and looking at the judges like Bruno and Craig, who yeah. are gay men, they're openly gay men. But for the first few years, they really weren't very open on the show. Um, I okay. don't know whether that was through their choice or the production, but that's how it kind of came across to me as a, as a viewer. And over the last sort of five to 10 years, well, they've just come out as as who they are. Overtly gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it must have been maybe that old trope of, you know, back in the 70s and stuff, you could be camp and you could be silly, but you can't cross a certain line of... Sexuality. ...stating that yeah. you were interested in men or whatever. Yeah, sexuality. Completely, So, yeah. similar kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's kind of come out, you know, one of the things, I love the, the sequins and the dance and the music, but there are a lot yeah. of good-looking men on Strictly. Um, Correct. That's something as, I can definitely concur <laughs> um, with. As, as kind of dancers and celebs, which I'm sure we'll come on to. Yeah, come up, yeah. <laughs> but the fact that, that um, all the judges, the men and the women, can, you know, yeah. we, 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 in not a kind of sleazy way, but just in a kind of admiring way, can comment. Yeah. And people like Bruno and Judge uh, and um, 
and Craig have said stuff, as have all the female judges yeah. about, you know, good looking men. But it's also it's it's more than that. It's about kind of the the connection that the, the dancers have with each other, which obviously leads to sometimes the well, strictly. It does very often, doesn't yeah. it? What's yeah. all that about? What's your take on that? Um well I think it's when people go on the show, you're spending a lot of time with one person in a very intimate um, situation. And mm. like I said, quite often, very attractive people. So Yeah, so it reminds me, do you remember going back to our Amdram days, for all the Amdram fans out there, <laughs> uh, just a return to that. Do you remember how sad you would feel at the end of a show when oh, you've bonded with somebody? Blues. Post-show blues, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't had them in Horrible. a while. But... yeah. Yeah, and you would, because you have been through this experience together and you've spent so much time together, you know, you feel kind of connected. And then, so if you multiply that by, like, the trust that you have in your partner and the the intensity of those emotions so on a national the... slash international scale, it must be, like, overwhelming Completely. connection that you have. Completely. And no wonder it spills over into the other stuff. And physically very intimate, even with um, with, with my uh, my dance partner. Like you're very close to each other a lot of the time. Um, There's a bit of chemistry there. If you with me and my dance partner, no, we're purely platonic. <laughs> but just on the uh, you mentioned about diversity and LGBT. The other thing that I think they've really embraced the the way that the they've really included people from all different backgrounds, physical mm. um, disabilities, especially over the last few years has just been amazing, you know, and proving that they can be amazing dancers. Visibility is a really key thing. And I don't want to get too yeah. kind of deep on this, but you know, see, yeah, yeah, seeing but... people who look different, seeing people who are different is really important. And I look now and you see judges who are openly gay, you see dancers, yeah. celebs and professionals who are openly gay. And I think if I was growing up as a kid, watching that that would have been, it's a different world the guy who um really i just stand a lot at the moment johannes who's the new um south african dancer professional okay I you may have seen him he was in the heels right the, yeah. the, this, um, the performance with the fans yes it was just amazing so he came out you know they did a red carpet thing and he came out and danced yes. in the heels which I'm a fan of too. Um, <laughs> um, but, um, let's put some of those pictures on the... Uh, yeah, let's, let's. I mean, <laughs> I, mine, mine had a reason. I was um, being a tribute to Victoria Beckham, as you well know. Um, oh, of course, at, at Spice World 2019, right? At Wembley. Yeah, but also in concert yeah. with, with, you oh, know. Oh, yes, of course, of course. So this was another dance thing that I loved, you know, dancing um, yeah. as part of the gay men's dance group. Yeah. But that, that aside, seeing someone like Johannes do that was just incredible. And you know they've done. They did a group dance this week, and they did a kind of West Side Story type thing with the guys and the yeah. girls. And Johannes was with the girls, and he just was loving it. And it just—it's little things like that that have that massive impact. I think, as you say, for somebody who isn't out yet or who's discovering who they are, sitting with their family to watch that—that that, that's huge, right? Absolutely. And it's something we didn't have. Yeah, and I think the yeah. uh, the other person who needs some credit in this is Michelle Visage. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about her. So tell me your take on her time on Strictly. Uh, so she was incredible. She was, again, um, someone who came as a representing kind of the more mature ladies. And she yeah. just, obviously, she had a background in pop and things like that. But she yeah. just came out and I, I rewatched her first dance um recently where she came mm. out and did a cha-cha. And she just, she just absolutely smashed it. Um and she her time was cut short in my opinion again uh, i don't know if it was a real 
a controversy or kind of a perceived one, but she she came out and did um, one of the new categories, a street commercial dance, and she did Vogue. Oh, yes. For her, and she made quite a nice kind of speech and point about it um, when she was voted off, but for her, that was her kind of tribute to the LGBT community. And um, it was an incredible dance. It was very, very camp, very gay, just amazing. And also fair play to her partner, Giovanni, Giovanni. who who went full on. Like he could not have jumped into the the feel of it more. And I, I know he's a professional, it's his job, but I was like, you know what, fair play. All right, so as somebody who knows what they're talking about um, when it comes to Strictly, you, not me, tell me if you had to categorize some of the most iconic moments slash dances slash your faves in terms of just the ones that kind of stood out to you when you were thinking about it. Um, Not an exhaustive list. Let's put that disclaimer there. These are not like... Because you'll probably be lying in bed tonight thinking, why didn't I talk about the time Alexander worked out? Well, anyway, but yeah, tell us just some of your favorites. So Alicia um, being Beyonce was just incredible. Um, Alicia Dixon, obviously. This was the year that you really got into it. So she was like the standout for you, right? Yeah, and I think this is kind of, in my mind, the season that it really went up a level. The other ones that really kind of stuck out for me, uh, Alexandra Burke, you just touched on, when she did Proud Mary, Tina Turner, it was I watched that recently, yeah. Oh, and it's one of those moments where you literally cannot tell who's a pro and who's the yeah. celeb, who's the celeb. It's just when I watched it, I was like, "Let me just see what they scored her for this, just out of interest." Like this has to be full marks, and it wasn't actually. It was a thirty-nine. So I think Craig had given her a nine. Craig's but, notoriously tight with his ten. That's his whole vibe. But yeah. then when he gives one, even I know this. When he gives one, it's a big deal, right? Like towards yeah. the end. Or oh, absolutely. Yeah, you don't yeah. want you don't want it just for the sake of it. But yeah, other dances that really kind of stand out for me are Jay from The Wanted. When he did a jive, it was just phenomenal, and it's pretty early on. So he did the Pulp Fiction. Uh, yeah now this one i tried to watch and it was region blocked for ireland so i couldn't see it so can you with your words paint (laughs) the picture of how good it was what what is a jive first of all i'll do my best but it's it's essentially if you recall from pulp fiction there's there's the scene where they're in the diner and they get up and dance if that rings any bells finger things yeah yeah Yeah, exactly Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah any other faves uh, so the rest of mine are probably um, three of my favourite men um, who've oh, ever yeah. competed. So this is a good segue then. So let's go into the hot menness of it all. Hot and talented men. Well, and I think that's right. It's it's for me like a good looking guy is great to look at, but someone who can dance. There's kind of three three men that stand out for me. One not for his dance ability um, necessarily, but uh, Ben Cohen. The, the, yeah. the iconic Paso Doble that I think you referenced in the uh, artwork the for the podcast. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, the Paso, the Paso Doble is one of my faves. It's very dramatic. It's like flamenco. Um, okay, it's yeah, very intense. powerful, passionate. Yeah. yeah. And generally, in the course of Strictly's history, if a male has a good body, they will make them do the, the Paso Doble with their top off. Oh, okay. Um, and, and that's what happened with, with Ben Cohen. Um, yeah. I had been a stan of Ben's for, for quite a long time before he was on Strictly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Let's talk so, about that. So we can talk about that. But I mean, his, his dance, <laughs> his Paso Doble in just the pair of trousers, um, he wasn't necessarily the best dancer, but it was just one of those moments in life which it was just perfection for me. 
So you had met him a couple of times, right? Yeah, so we go way back. Um, <laughs> this makes me sound like a bit of a stalker, but um, so Ben released, or used to, and he still does actually, release a charity calendar every year at Christmas, and he used to do a signing um, in a shop that was around the corner from my favourite pub. Um, so yeah. I accidentally happened to stumble in there every year to queue up and get my calendar signed and, and just yeah. have a five-minute chat with him. Um, I discovered, um, clearing out the, uh, the loft recently, a load of his old calendars um, that he'd signed from him. I just couldn't throw them away. No, keep them. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I had a look at his new his new 2021 calendar again as just part of research for the episode. And let me tell you, I was happy with what I found. So I might have to invest. I, I, I completely. Yeah, please. Please do. It's on my Christmas list. I should clearly state here that obviously my number one is my, my boyfriend, Perry, um, who is clearly in a league of his own. 100%, 100%. These are just people who could only dream of comparing. Who were the other two you had in mind? They, they, they're pretty to look at, but these two guys were, have just been the most incredible dancers. So Kelvin Fletcher, who won last year, and Danny Mack. Yeah. Just the, the, the level of dancing is just beyond anything. We got a... So Mark on Twitter, he gave us his list of oh, yeah. fanciable men. So we don't need to necessarily comment, or we can if we want, but <laughs> his list... Was Gethin Jones, Dick, mm -hmm. agree. Harry Judd, I don't think we're going to argue with that. Scott Maslin. Retro, but yeah. Right, was he old? He was okay, early, yeah. early, yeah. Yeah, Greg Rutherford. Oh, and then we have another vote for Scott Maslin from a Scott Maslin Stan account. So <laughs> maybe not the most uh, the most objective impartial, of, yeah. of, <laughs> of standpoints. I mean, literally, there's there's a long list. Gary yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt D'Angelo in the early days. The combination of being able to dance uh, to back that up is yeah, is what, of course, is what it is for me. And for me, like the final one I I want to mention was Danny Mac, who just his his samba and also his salsa i think without hyperbole are two of the best dancers i've ever seen on strictly would you if you were under pressure to like say who you thought was like the best ever not that i'm going to ask you to say that unless you want to but he would be like up there right he'd be like top five top three kind of situation definitely yeah 100 yeah. percent. linking back in with my earlier comments about steps i think fatosa would have to be up there as well oh yeah 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 she she was something really really special with i watched with, with her um what was the one you sent me it was the uh, sound of music charleston one? the charleston yeah. yeah yeah it was great yeah before we move on i just want to say and mark also mentioned uh, david gadami as well just in his list of um one top five I can, um, I can, uh, so what do you think of strictly 2020 under the circumstances that it's under now where there's no audience right yeah so how is it I, for you like it's one weekend right but like tell me your one thoughts weekend, so far. We, we we had the launch the launch show but i think overall my thoughts are oh my god i'm so pleased that they've managed to do it okay regardless of how they've done it because you know we've we've lost a lot of great events this year kevin yeah. i mean our annual trip to sitches mighty eurovision. count eurovision yeah. of course yeah. so many big events and for, for us to be able to have strictly really is just amazing saturday night i was a bit skeptical if i'm honest from the yeah. the initial launch show purely the main reason being the the lack of audience because i think that's really okay. key that sense yeah. of atmosphere which was a little bit lacking but the first show really i think they've, they've done a fantastic job and oh, great. okay it's, it's i think it's going to be good 
yeah different but good what about the same sex uh, couple how's that working out i know it's only one weekend yeah. but well i think um you know going back to our earlier conversation there's been a little bit of um interest in it yeah. but the fact the fact that we've got same sex couple and it's just you know we're talking about it like at the end of the podcast yeah. is is testament to the fact that it's just not news anymore which for one that to me is amazing and two i think we're actually watching them dance it's just it's great it's normal it's not um it's not a big deal oh, I, like I mean that. again if you go to any kind of dance club or you know any dance lessons probably two thirds of the dancers there are women dancing together I actually looked up the first dance on YouTube just out of interest and you know YouTube can be a bit of a, a, a cesspit of negativity right in the comments yeah. and stuff and you know people disliking a video you know because they want to make a point yeah. or whatever and the like to dislike ratio was so high in a good sense like there was very few yeah. dislikes and I was like obviously people are still going to have some people are going to have an issue with it but it was really heartening to see that people hadn't piled on to that performance you know in the way oh, that completely. i think potentially they would have a few years ago so i don't know what that means but so if i was to put you on the spot freddie and we will come back to you in the weeks to come who is going to win strictly 2020 ah good question uh, it's early to tell but the two that stood out for me were harvey with no vowels yep. harvey yep. and um Maisie. Okay. from EastEnders. Okay. They both were just phenomenal. But if you had to say one or the other, I know it's probably a toss-up, but who? just so we'd see if your prediction was correct when the time comes. Oh, 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 okay, you put me on the spot. I'm going to say Harvey. Okay, okay, we'll come back, okay. we'll come back to that. All right, so let's do a few of the unpopular opinions we got. Ready? Uh-oh. Pop, 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 unpopular opinions. Okay, so the first one we got, Unpopular Opinions. I'm not sure if this is serious opinion. You tell me, knowing what you know about the show. Anton is the warm beating heart of the show. Is that sarcastic? Oh, I, I don't know whether they mean that. On, I, I don't think, maybe. I, don't think I think some it. people do think that. Some people do think that. He's, Anton Dubeck, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's got okay. the kind of long service. He's the only remaining from the very from beginning. The, from the very yeah. beginning he's great and he is what he is but yeah. i mean they've now started to get him to sing and it's just oh, we don't okay. need that okay um, maybe not maybe not next i'm not really a fan of motsi on the show definitely <gasps> yeah definitely the minor mabusi and darcy is certainly missed now i suppose there's two points to that do you miss darcy yeah. as point b but what do you think about motsi and actually sorry before you answer we had a comment from uh, sweetie and sweetie asked about the issue of there being a judge and contender in the same family so there's three questions ah, three go. questions well i was going to mention part three in my response but yeah, yeah. go for it yeah. um i i do miss darcy i loved her yeah um, i was quite surprised when she left but i assumed that she'd kind of done her time and she i'm assuming it was her decision to leave yeah. um but i love motsi i think okay. she's amazing motsi i just think it's just brings something really fresh she's also been a pro dancer very recently and she's been a judge okay. on i think the german equivalent so i love her i think she's she's fantastic um oh. but i also recognize there is a bit of a weird potential uh conflict of interest there with yeah. her judging her sister yeah i thought that that was going to be harder than it has been but i think she's been pretty fair on okay. her sister okay i think she's yeah and she won last year right 
she did she did yeah, but deservedly so yeah so yeah there, there, no, there was no, no big like, fuss yeah. about it yeah 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 next is from Dan not Spice Dan another Dan and I would be interested to hear your take on this so he says Strictly's banned in our house because uh, my husband who's a trained ballroom and Latin dancer can't stand all the shonky oversexed dancing apparently they barely do any of the actual steps required to fulfill whatever dance it is they're supposed to be doing true or false I think that's probably very true. Okay. Um, they don't do much of the actual dance steps. And, if, you know, when you're learning to dance, you, you learn all the basics. And they don't put anything near as much as you would in a, in a kind of competition okay. um, uh, scenario. But I also think, like, it's, a, it's an entertainment show. It's not like a, a competitive in, in, in that kind of sense of the word. Okay, so we had some conflicting opinions on Test Daily, and I don't, I don't want to, don't want to, you know, dwell too much on them. But let me just give you a overview. So Cliff says, not exactly an unpopular opinion, but it was truly marvelous for that glorious couple of weeks when the test bot was in for repairs and the unstoppable, <laughs> yeah, and the unstoppable duo of Zoe and Claudia presented. But then somebody said, but that's not what happened because Claudia was off and it was Zoe and Tess. Do you remember this? So there was this whole like Mandela effect. You know the Mandela effect where you remember things differently to other people. So the mystery is which which two presented. Do you remember this happening? Oh, I, I can remember something happening, but now you've put a slump of seed of doubt. Yeah, I think, I think it was Tess and uh, Claudia. It needs investigation. We're, we're, this, we'll uh, have to figure matter. it out. Then we have a comment. Tess Daly knows her career is hitched to this and only this wagon because Lord knows she doesn't have the charisma, personality or ability to do anything else. Do you wish to comment on that? You don't have to. I do. No I do wish to comment on that. And okay. I... I I have to say that I agree with the sentiment of those people, and I okay. I hate to do this because I, but I mean I've I have to stand by my word. I've I've said yep. similar things in the past about Tess on Twitter, and I it's just so frustrating when you see someone who just like doesn't get it, or I don't know what it is about her. Okay. Someone called her, you know, the Tess bot in for repairs. I mean, I've called her yeah. dead, dead behind the eyes. Okay. It's it sounds harsh, but it's because she just doesn't connect with the audience okay. and I don't know why that is um, and I find it frustrating especially when you have other amazing presenters like Claudia, Zoe. I will say I love Claudia but she does have kind of a she has kind of a wacky energy so one of the, the positive things we got about Tess was from Jack saying that I quite like Tess she's a good foil for Claudia you know she's a good like. In theory I, in theory I get that but I don't think it works. It's odd that somebody who's that unpopular with certain parts of the audience has stuck around as long as they have but you know good honor i suppose okay a couple of questions did the beast deserve to win do you know the beast as a nickname for alexander burke no it's because in her song it's because in her song start without you she says hey, hey, ah. i'm like a beast so some people just call her the beast anyway uh from beryl yes but you know you could have argued that Debbie McGee deserved to win okay, that year. So one or... of several. Yeah. There's another question from Martin from earlier. Who was most robbed? If you could say, is there one person who you thought, you know what, they really, they really should have won? Danny Mac. God, yeah, we were, we were talking about him before as being one of the best ever to appear and he didn't even win. He was robbed by Ore. Now, again, okay. this may be falling the unpopular opinion section. Of your own. But yeah. um, Ore was great. He, you know, he he won because he went on that journey. 
there was a storyline he he had some sort of problem where he just couldn't stop crying which okay. the the public i think maybe liked for me i just found it a little bit too much okay um now are you ready for a quiz oh let's do it is it a quiz yes is it a quiz yes yes it is i know it's a quiz let's go so freddie i have three categories for you easy medium hard you need to answer seven questions, but you can pick those seven from any of the categories. Now, the leaderboard currently is Dan <laughs> is on seven points. So okay. where do you want to go for your first question? They're all from me looking at the show's Wikipedia this afternoon. Let's start in the middle. All right. Can you tell me how many permanent judges have there been? Ooh, uh, I'm going to say it out loud and count so yeah. it's helpful for me. Yeah. Um, Bruno, Craig, Len, Arlene, uh, Alicia, Darcy, Motsi. If I missed any, seven. Poor old Shirley Ballas. <gasps> Shirley! Yeah, it was eight. Oh, Not to how worry. I could get Shirley. So close, so close. So the pressure, close. the pressure. <laughs> yeah. All right, go for it. What's your next category or level of difficulty? Let's go down to easy. Okay, all right. Let's be basic. Who is Oti's partner this series? Uh, she has got Bill Bailey. Correct, correct, yes. correct. One point off off the board or whatever. What's the you. phrase? You're off the, I don't know. Off the starting something? Yeah, block, starting blocks. Okay, go for it. Next category. Medium. Medium. Who is the only professional who's won the show twice? Ooh. Pasha? The answer was Aliona. Is she a person? I don't know. She's, she's a person, definitely. <laughs> All right, okay. so next question. Um, I'm going to go medium. I'm going to go medium? medium. Can you name a celebrity other than Will Young and John Sargent who withdrew from the competition? He, uh, yeah, Kelly Brook. Correct. Excellent. The others were Jimmy Tarbuck, apparently, and oh, yeah. Jade Johnson and Will Bailey. I don't know them. Uh, injury, I think, yeah. Okay, Freddie, three questions left. What's your next category? Let's go hard. Okay, nice one, nice one. For three points, can you name the last five winners, the celebrities? Five, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, Kelvin. Yes. Uh, Joe McFadden. Yes. Um, Stacey Dooley. Stacey Correct. Dooley. You've got three. Jane McGuinness. And so the close. guy who beat Danny Ori Aduba. Correct. Yes. Three Woo. points. Okay. Have so I one, two, <laughs> uh, you might be on a par. Three, four, five. You're on six points, but you have two questions left. So you, his record of seven, his world record of seven is within grasp. So okay. where would you like to go next? I'm going to go safe medium. Who was the first ever Strictly winner? That was... That's before your uh, time. Natasha Kaplinsky. Correct. Yes. Seven points. How's it going? Well, one question <laughs> left. So you have drawn. So you could go easy just to, you know. Uh, I'm going to go medium. All right. Um, Harvey got the most points last week with 25. Which couple was second with 24? Maisie. And um, who's her partner? Oh, my God. I can't remember. Gorka. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was Gorka. <laughs> so wait, 10? How have you got ten? You've got ten. So you Amazing. had already you you were already on eight. Listen, oh. that's a that's a flaw in the it's, production. 
So three, four, five, six. Yeah, you got eight. Well done. Wait, is that ten. is that a world record? <laughs> Amazing. It is a new world record. Correct. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of the strictly section. The show is coming to an end, but is what we would recommend, my friend. Okay, Freddie, what would you like to recommend to our listeners? Anything you've read, seen, watched, eaten, or drank, or experienced in the past however long of your life? That's a lot of categories, but I'm going to go with something that I've watched, um, which is called Life uh, on BBC iPlayer. Um, it's really good. Yeah, it's it's a drama that's kind of set in uh, an apartment block with four interconnecting stories of different mm. characters and how they kind of overlap. It's it's kind of it's not a spin-off, but a couple of the characters in it are from Doctor Foster. Wait, so they're actually the same characters? Or yeah, two, yeah. So oh, it's okay. essentially yeah, it's it's two of them. It's it's kind of two years on say from dr foster and yeah yeah it's worth a watch well unfortunately the bbc iplayer is not available to me here in the republic of ireland so that's going to be tricky but i might um i might see if i can uh find some nefarious way to uh to watch that because it sounds it sounds really interesting thank you for that mine is also a tv show so i have been watching this show called pen 15 have you heard of that can't say I have, no. So it is a comedy series on Sky Comedy and Now TV about these two girls in school um, in the year 2000. They're best friends and it's about what they get up to their you know daily lives in school as teenagers, young teenagers, like 13, 14. But the kind of twist on it is that they are playing themselves at that age. Or sorry, they're playing characters named after themselves at that age. So these are women who are like our age slash early 30s or in their 30s. Yeah. So they're playing 13-year-old versions of themselves. Oh. You almost cringe with the relatability of the awkwardness of it. And yeah. there's this one episode where, like, one of the girls is staying over in her friend's house for a few days because her parents are away. And at the beginning, they're so excited about it, having so much fun. And then the girl who lives in the house really starts to resent the person who's outstayed their welcome. And I just really remember that, you know, after a certain point, not, not that it would ever happen with us, but after a certain point when you're with your friend day in, day out, <laughs> sorry, I'm just getting flashbacks. Of some of um, but, you know, and you're just like, I need this person to not be in my face anymore. Anyway, I'm not saying that I ever thought that about you. No, I never thought that about you. But no, no, no. It just really reminded me of, of childhood experiences. And if you ever get the chance to watch it, I don't know if you can. Sounds good. It's I, really I we funny. can all relate to that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's really good and it starts off the very first episode begins with um do you remember mandy moore when she was a singer when she was a uh-huh. pop star and she had the yeah. song candy do you remember her song candy vaguely okay so i remember was, christine aguilera's candy <laughs> candy man yeah yeah but it's funny you mentioned christine aguilera because mandy moore was like you know a knockoff britney Christina type in the way that Jessica Simpson was anyway Mandy Moore was probably the bottom of the pile at the time <laughs> no offense to her she's a great actress and she had great songs anyway this song was like one of my favorites from that time and so when the first episode began with that I was like I'm in so I would recommend that now as part of the new feature which wasn't um I'm just shoving in another feature into things I haven't made a jingle for it yet maybe never will because there was a little bit of pushback on the jingles let me tell you from the last episode the word overindulgent was used I would and use self-indulgent. Self-indulgent, okay. <laughs> it's fine, like, it's fine. I mean, there are people who appreciated it, and, you know, you just have to take it on the chin. But it's the songs gay people like feature, which is the podcast, no, 
which is the playlist for the podcast uh, on Spotify. So each episode, I'm going to ask my guest to pick three songs that's going to go on the playlist, and then I pick one because, you know. Um, so do you have your three songs ready to reveal? I do. I just have to say, I think there's a certain irony in not having a jingle for the musical feature. Yeah, um, you're right. But, but you're right. That, you're going to hate me because I've got four songs. No, but, not acceptable. Well, you can make the call then because okay. uh, two of them yeah. I mentioned earlier. So I think I might adopt back... one. I might adopt one to be my choice if I feel like it. Go on. So, so one being the new step single, something in your eyes, which I think uh, just okay. has to be on the playlist. Um, and then the other one I've referenced, it's a sin, the TV show that's coming. Oh, um, yeah. Just made me think of what an amazing song that is. Actually, if yeah. you listen back, it's very kind of in line with the values of this podcast, I think, and Excellent. the kind of themes. Okay. Yeah, love that. Um, it's a great one that I just reminded me of. Um, I'm going to do one Strictly song, um, well, oh, yeah. a kind of tenuous Strictly link, um, and it's a song that I just love dancing along to. Uh, Vivir Mi Vida. V- sorry? Uh, hey? Vivida? <laughs> Say it again? L- live My Life. Okay, Spanish, okay, okay. I'm pretty sure. Uh, by Mark Anthony. X. yeah okay oh sorry yeah. we don't we don't i'm gonna beep we- that out <laughs> i don't know her anyway it's a, you, you'll know it. it's a it's just a great song and it's the one which oh. uh danny mac did his samba to which oh, is excellent. just phenom so okay i'm recommending the song but also linking it with the um the theme and my final song is just one for you and i as we're not going on holiday this year uh oh it's, 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 it's a little song called the girl by charlotte pirelli amazing which just takes me back to us getting ready with a couple <laughs> of uh cheap drinks oh uh, uh, yeah dancing around uh, it's classic eurovision cheese pop love it yeah and tragically not only did it not make it to eurovision representing sweden didn't get through its heat of that melody festival in year and is it's just an absolute banger isn't it so i'm Completely. very happy and even though i had a couple of songs lined up for my choice i'll allow you to have four that's fine yeah excellent excellent choices Amazing. and very appropriate apropos to both the podcast and your own theme so thank you for indulging me yeah absolutely all right freddie thank you for chatting to me about strictly thank you for having me it's been a blast uh, chatting with you and if people want to follow you if people want to talk about strictly where can they do that uh, all the platforms, all <laughs> the platforms, TikTok, the lot. <laughs> okay. uh, Fred Star 85. Freddie, talk to you soon. Hopefully see you soon, but definitely talk to you soon. And thanks again. Bye-bye. So there we go. Episode two in the can, I suppose people say. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed talking to Freddie. Thank you again, Freddie, for having a chat with me i'm gonna put up a poll on the twitter to (laughs) i don't know why i said it like that i'm gonna put up a poll because on the subject of the glorious return of steps i'm wondering about what the future holds versus something in your eyes as the better single so have a look at gay people pod on twitter and have your say on this topic i'll be back uh, in two weeks with the next episode which will be returning to the music world uh solo artist this time not a group not mariah she's coming soon probably going to be a three or four part special anyway enough from me thank you see you next time things gay people like